They can't stop you if you don't stop. I truly believe that. I think that some of the most successful entrepreneurs are people who just never gave up. Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here today with Olivia Alexander. Olivia is the founder and CEO of Kush Queen. Kush Queen is the original CBD wellness and beauty brand. Olivia, welcome to My Company Story. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So let me tell the audience a little bit about your background here. You have the uncanny ability to not only hear opportunity before it knocks, but act on it. You founded in 2013 the Crystal Cult, which was a need for fashion-forward cannabis accessories. And then in 2015, followed that up with a co-founder starting the Third Eye Agency, which is an influential marketing agency serving the cannabis community. And then in 2015, also a sister company of Crystal Cult started what's now Cush Queen. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what Cush Queen is and who you serve and a little bit about what that business is. So Kush Queen is a luxury lifestyle brand. We specifically make cannabis and CBD products. So bath bombs, topicals, lotions. I'm really fascinated and passionate about how people will use cannabis in the future. And I was really driven to make a product and a brand that spoke to people who were not cannabis users. And really that's where the brand was born. With the Crystal Colt, I made a cannabis vaporizer, a vape pen, a fashion accessory. And when I did that and I called it Kush Queen, I discovered this massive audience who is completely ignored by the industry, by marketers, and they use cannabis, but they didn't look like a stoner. They didn't relate to stoner things. And when I started posting content, beautiful images, ways that people were using this product that had nothing to do with this stigma, I found this audience. I had to develop products for them. All right. So I'm a little ignorant to this. I don't know. If, you know, you're looking at me right now over Zoom. I'm not a real stoner kind of guy. I don't know much about this. I don't know. What would you use? What would I use or what would one use this product for? So what we're talking about when we say CBD, it's cannabidiol. It is an anti-inflammatory molecule. It's antioxidant and it's antibacterial. So what CBD is doing, it's fighting inflammation. That's why when we take it, we feel better. And that's why I use topical products. So you soak in one of our bath bombs. You're taking on the CBD and the essential oils. It feels like a deep tissue massage without the $80 charge at the end of the massage. Oh, I see. All right. I recommend a pain lotion for you. Maybe you have some sore hands or sore joints. But really CBD and the molecules that come from this plant they're interacting with a system inside of our body that we all have, and that's why they work. I it's, see. It's really, truly something that not a lot of people fully understand yet, but I always like to tell people, this is real science. This isn't pseudoscience. Right. And the molecule has an interaction with our bodies, I, and it's more powerful, actually, than vitamin C and vitamin E. I see. And it has this stigma around being cannabis is, is, is the kind of the overcome, you have to overcome that or deal with it or be, make that a part of it. Yeah, that's what people know. You know, people know weed or pot or 
marijuana, even that word, we don't really use it anymore. And what happened is, is, you know, people were using cannabis, these molecules for thousands of years, they were using them in textiles, queens were using them for beauty. And then in the early 1900s, when reefer madness was really created, and the war on drugs took an even darker turn in the 70s, people really lost this connection plant. And what we're seeing with CBD, which is what I've been a part of, what Kashmir has been a part of, is really taking this molecule into the mainstream, re-educating people on its efficacy, and then making products that speak to people who aren't ever going to walk themselves into a cannabis dispensary. Right. Now tell us, do you have a dispensary? Do you have a store, a storefront that people, maybe not today because because of COVID, but is it a place you walk into or are you manufacturing these goods or doing both? Tell us what you're doing. So our business, we are manufacturers, even though we have a consumer facing brand, which is Kush Queen, and we sell online and in thousands of retailers all over the country from Urban Outfitters, Uncommon Goods. We also sell in hundreds of medical cannabis dispensaries in California. We have a really diverse business. We also do white labeling and manufacturing. I really believe in making our products Making a bath bomb is really unique when it comes to finding a white labeler. It's very challenging and the margins are extremely slim because it is a very inexpensive product. So I was always really passionate about manufacturing first. A lot of people tell me, lighten your load, buy your products from a manufacturer and just focus on selling. But because I had so much experience in this industry, I started behind the counter of a dispensary when I was 18. I was an actress. I needed a side job. I started working at one. That's when I also discovered this world of people who weren't using this to get high. They were using it to feel better. And I knew knew from that moment that this is what I would do with my life. It took me many, many years to finally start my company. And then many years with Crystal Colt, I would say troubleshooting and learning because I have no experience running a business. Right. But it really was something that it developed over time. And because of the background I had marketing other cannabis companies, you know, I was running a marketing company, but I was learning. That was my education. I had a notepad and I was taking notes. Oh, they cut corners on making the product. Oh, they don't manage their books well. Oh, they're, you know, blowing tons of VC capital. I worked for some of the biggest cannabis companies and I worked for some of the smallest cannabis companies and I got to see all of the pitfalls. And then in 2015, just as, you know, it was like in the horizon that the laws were changing. It was in the horizon that CBD was going to become mainstream. I was really at the right place at the right time the background and I was an insider within the space. So I was really able to, you know, do something that a lot of people aren't able to do, which is start a business with zero dollars and grow it to, you know, about 5 million in revenue right now is where we're at. That's great. Congratulations. That's quite an accomplishment to do that. So did you have, but let me ask you though, especially in the industry that you're in, did you have to wait for, I know in California, where we're both in California right now, the laws changed so that uh, you can uh, use recreational uh, products like that. Did you have to wait for a lot of change for you to be able to go to market as, as, as much as you can, as much as you are right now? Or did that really not impact you guys? Yes and no. So I participated in the market in what we call gray area medical. It was pre- compliance. It was pre having full regulatory bodies, you know, having compliance with the industry, but we knew what was coming. There were models in Colorado. There were models in Oregon. Oregon was very early to 
license hemp manufacturing. Right. So I really, truly self-regulated first okay. and hard. Yeah. I, we put ourselves through a ringer because we knew what was coming. No, we, we could never truly prepare for what would be, you know, compliance, what would be the testing, but we did everything we could to regulate ourselves really hard. And every single day that we were running our company, we knew what was coming. Could you be in business in a state like, uh, I'm not sure, Utah or someplace that maybe a, a bit more, you know, not as friendly with the CDC and, and, and marijuana as California is? Could you be doing your business in other states as well as you could be here? Yes and no. With the THC products, the answer is no. With the CBD products, the answer is yes and no. Because essentially where you manufacture is important, but you're actually able to ship CBD products all over the country. The amount of THC which is inside of the product is going to determine if it can cross state lines. I see. So there's no possible way I could be making a THC bath bomb in Utah right now. But I can ship a hemp CBD bath bomb with less than 3% over to Utah. There's only a few states currently that have a ban on CBD or one left. I think it's South Dakota. I see. Okay. Interesting. Fascinating. Now you got into this industry. You came to Los Angeles from, uh, where did you grow up in Louisiana, I believe? Yeah, Louisiana. I'm a Southern Belle. Southern Belle came over here, got into acting, did that for, and are you still doing acting now? No, I, I gave up my career as an actress. I had a day where I was running the Crystal Colt. I was on the set of a film making $100 a day. It was a low budget film and Crystal Colt had sold over $1,000 in product that day. And I thought it might be time to give this up. Yeah. I really use all of the skills that I learned growing up as an actor. You know, that energy that you're taught to bring into the room when you get your one opportunity in front of a casting director, going after roles that you really want and showing up every single day for yourself. I carry all those things into being an entrepreneur yeah. and I do miss it in some aspects, but really I get to be in front of the camera a lot. Right. Well, especially and now with Zoom, we're all in front of the camera these days. And I <laughs> yeah. understand on Instagram, you have what, two and a half million followers or so on Instagram. So that's a big platform there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Instagram and I've had a really rocky relationship. It's been one of the bigger challenges of my career with them is that, you know, cannabis content, even hemp content was prohibited for a long time, especially in the early days of, you know, the... 2013 when I was posting this type of content it was censored Instagram banned me they took away millions of followers I would have millions more but at the same time I was very diversified in my approach to social media I have a YouTube channel as well a snapchat many many feeds on Instagram so it's really been something that has allowed me to tap into my audience and discover all of these people who felt just like I did and see the world and want products just like I do. But it's definitely been a challenge. But I don't think I would have ended up, you know, posting content and making videos on Instagram if I hadn't been an actress pretty much my whole life. <laughs> wow, that's fast. You know, and that leads us into what we would talk about on this show all the time, and that's the challenges that you have faced as an entrepreneur and in the industry that you're in. Can you tell the audience a bit about, Olivia, a bit about the challenges that have been unique to you that you just, just described one of them right there with Instagram? I mean, there have been several others. What else can you tell us about some of those challenges and, and then more importantly, how you overcame them? Yeah, that day that I lost a million and a half followers in one moment was a pretty big challenge. 
And that's when I instantly pivoted to Kush Queen. I had my products on the shelf in just a few places, but I really used that to barrel in and I went all in on the brand and I used everything that I learned previous to push it out. And then I realized that I had an even bigger challenge ahead of me, which was banking. I Banking? Yes, I didn't even understand at that moment when I fully left behind being in a marketing agency that my whole world changed because banks prohibit CBD and banks prohibit cannabis, of course, at this time. So what did you do? I mean, you're running along and you start in business and you realize no bank's going to deal with you. I mean, what do you do? Well, you have to be pretty savvy and we were very savvy and also we fought and we convinced a bank to take a chance on us. It wasn't even until this past year that it happened, but you just keep going. I think that's my biggest advice to all entrepreneurs, especially people in the CBD or cannabis space you are going to be faced with challenges every single day in an emerging industry. Even the banking now that we have is monitored at such a high by the FDIC and every single thing that I do from even trying to get life insurance is challenging. But I take it as an opportunity. Every single time someone tells me no, I go back and I ask them again and I tell them one more time why I'm different. I have gone to bat so many times for myself. And I think that's really, truly the biggest lesson is bet on yourself and fight for yourself and keep going. No matter what this quote that I used to tell my followers every time I got deleted on Instagram, which is they can't stop you if you don't stop. I truly believe that. I I think that some of the most successful entrepreneurs are people who just never gave up. And it's so corny. But it's true. If I had given up, you know, when I was deleted, if I had given up when my first merchant account shut me down, I most certainly would not be here today. My accountants told me a very unique fact that I went through 17 different merchant processors in a few years. Just Wow, 17 different merchant processors. Boy, I mean, you have to be tenacious to get through that kind of thing. You have to be sticking with it. And I would imagine in an emerging industry like you're in, there have got to be so many different challenges because the other world is not used to it. I mean, the banks don't know what to do. The insurance companies don't know what to do with you. I mean, everyone has to take a bet on you and they're not quite sure whether that bet's going to pay off, not because of you maybe, but because of the regulators or industry itself. Yeah, I think it actually came from my experience as an actress. You know, you really did have to go into those rooms sometimes and prove that you could take feedback right away. You could, you know, take direction. And for me, also going in there and convincing people, directors, other actors, um, casting directors, that I was the one. I have so many times called up people, you know, from insurance companies to the bank and said, I know this is scary. I know this is uncharted. I know this is unprecedented, but I am, I am the change. Let me show you that. Right. And I have always also been transparent in the fact that. I will open my books up to anyone. I will talk about my sales to anyone, which is not a very normal thing in business, but I do it because of the space that I'm in. And I feel that it is really, really important. And I put a lot of pressure on myself 
to be a leader in the sense of knowing that every time I step outside of the CBD or hemp space, I'm a representation of what the future of this industry could look like. That's right. People and are that, watching you and judging the industry based on your actions. And so you're, a, you're an ambassador for the industry. I would imagine also that in acting, you have to get used to rejection. I mean, you have to be like, you have to keep going to audition after audition after audition, keep hearing no, 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 no. Or just to get up the next day and go at it again, it's much like what you're doing now with business. I just got to get up, brush myself off and get out there again and do it. Well, you were the first person to ever say that to me, but that I've never heard anything more true. And I never, I've never felt so seen because it's really true. It's, it's also, I think the rejection isn't as common. Like, I don't feel like my business rejects me. I just feel like every single day there is a problem. It's just like this week, having a good week, AC broke in our warehouse. Great. (laughs) You know, it's always something. And I think definitely being used to the rejection and hearing no. And also you don't let it deter you when you're an actor. And it's the same thing with being an entrepreneur. You can't let it deter you. You have to just keep going. I had, I have so many stories. I mean, Harper's Bazaar. I was in New York city. It was 2013. I was doing media and the woman basically threw me out of Harper's Bazaar for trying to talk to her about cannabis. And it was very early, sure. But it was so interesting because it was that night after that incident that I came to my senses over a cocktail and I said, I've got to push, push queen. I've wow. got to, go. you know, and it's sometimes I think it's kind of dangerous, but the more someone tells me no, and if I believe it in my gut too, I'm a very instinctual entrepreneur. If I believe it, so deeply inside of myself, nothing anyone else says matters. Yep. Well, that's that, and that comes through with what you're saying here, Olivia. And I think that in parting, I think that it'll be great to follow your progression of this and see where the industry ends up, see where Kush Queen ends up. And I'd encourage everyone, the your website and all of your contacts will be in the show notes in the bottom. So I encourage anyone listening to go to go there and check it out and try it out if you haven't already, which I'll plan on doing myself. So great talking to you, Olivia. And uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening.